Namaha Nityanandaya. Um, hello, my dear listeners. Time for another episode. So, um, tonight I would like to talk um, about Brahmacharya. Um, I assume you have never heard this term before because. Yeah, I assume you don't have uh, much in-depth knowledge about Indian culture, about the yogic culture. Um, because though there are many people practicing yoga and um, um, doing similar activities, Mm, most probably they have not come across uh, this term and um, the meaning of this term. So what is Brahmacharya? Brahmacharya is a Sanskrit word and according to my understanding it, it consists of two words. One is Brahma and the other is Achar or Acharya. So Brahma means um, transcendence, um, a state beyond duality, um, absolute existence, um, you name it, something transcendental, transcendental state of mind, transcendental state of being. And Acharya means conduct. So Brahmacharya means conduct by which a transcendental state of being is achieved. So, um, oh, you would guess, okay, it means some spiritual activity, some spiritual meditation, you know, or some something like that. But no, actually, this conduct consists of no fab and semen retention. Uh, simple like that. So you can imagine. So this 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 concept of brahmacharya, this word, uh, this this um, wisdom about this uh, conduct and you know the science behind uh, this conduct um, was given very much pro- prominence. Um, in the old Vedic civilization, the old Indian civilization, which as you might know, uh, was very advanced form of civilization. And um, so the conduct of no, fi- no feminine semen retention was viewed as something which gives something which gives you a lot of lot of lot of benefit even up to the point of transcendental realization of yourself. Um, just want to take a sip of tea. So, um, so what is no fab and semen retention according to Brahmacharya? It simply means uh, no sexual activity at all. 
accept for the purpose of procreation of the children. So let me rephrase it. No misuse of sexual activity whatsoever. Okay, because sexual activity according to nature, um, natural laws is primarily meant for procreation. So um, the, the, the primal urge is not after sexual pleasure. Um, the prime, primer, uh, primordial urge, let's say, yeah. The, the most um, natural instinct is that of procreation. That's a very important distinction. Um, so, um, so how is to accommodate these two, th two, two things in your life, right? Like, who is a brahmachari? Hmm? Brahmachari is someone who is practicing brahmacharya. So no sexual activity at all, basically. So according to the Vedic society system, the ancient society system of India, as we know, the caste system, the bad and ugly caste system, which actually, yeah, it's become bad and ugly nowadays because of its perverted nature. But the original idea is quite you know, common sense and uh, quite quite okay and even desirable, right? But that's a topic for another episode. So, um, four Varnas and four Ashramas. Four Varnas are basically um, the division of the society according to uh, the duties of each individual, uh, in each individual, for the purpose of the society as a whole, but it's not important for brahmacharya. The other four are so-called ashramas, which are phases of life. Um, so, if you divide your life in four parts according to Vedic society system, Vedic Vedic civilization. Um, it looks as follows for average man or average woman. You, you are born as a celibate, right? And you become, you, you remain celibate for maybe adolescence or till you are grown up. So actually all of us has already been brahmacharis and celibates, uh, without any exception. So um, it's something very natural, actually, to be in that in that state. So yeah, you start as a brahmacharya or as a celibate, and you are trained in this conduct, uh, even even as an when you are start being adolescent, and this you know sexual urge and attraction maybe becomes stronger in your body and in your mind. You are still you know learn how to control that and then not to become slave of that but to become the master of that and so everybody basically goes through this training after maybe an age of 25 and then what happens for the maybe 80 90 95 percent of the people is that 
they decide to marry, right? Because of the wish of procreation or maybe some, you know, society, society uh, I mean, pressure or needs, you know, to because of economic reasons or whatever. Um, so this, they decide to marry, right? And this is important thing is that they make a distinction not out of uh, uncontrollable feelings of lust or any kind of, you know, um, animal impulses, basically, but out of their free will, out of the fact that they are in control of their sexu sexuality. So they, they make quite a rational or emotional, let's say, emotional, relational um, decision, right? What, what Which direction their life should take. So yeah, they decide to marry and yeah, they they employ sexuality in a healthy healthy way uh, in their marriage, basically for the purpose of procreation. And uh, yeah, maybe another 25 years. Yeah, this is that's done under presumption that you live 100 years. Yeah, otherwise you have to divide it differently. But at that time, people were living actually longer. Uh, because of you know more being more in tune with the nature and the natural laws, um, but it was long, long time ago. Um, okay, so next, you know, from twenty-five till fifty, uh, being family life, earning money, raising up the children, and then when the children are grown up, then um, the obligation is no more here, right? They they should already be. Uh, stable in their own lives they don't have so much support and so what happens then is from 50 to 75 yeah let's say ideally um the man but also the women as she, if she likes uh starts to re uh, withdraw uh, him or herself from this from this position again and going again towards brahmacharya right but you cannot just it's very hard to just abandon the family, you know, even, even if the children are already, you know, standing on their own feet and earning their money or whatever. And, you know, even, you know, there are some emotional bindings also to your wife um, or to your husband. So um, you cannot just, I mean, it's very hard to just, you know, say goodbye and don't see them ever again. <laughs> just, you know, go into forest or whatever. So what happens is that you, together with your wife, you leave your home, you know, which is bound to so many attachments you have to your family, and go to some more peaceful place, maybe to some natural place or to some holy place, you know, and yeah, start to, you know, again, regain the conduct of Brahmacharya, celibacy, self-control, and you know, maybe add some element of meditation to it, and you know, because life is coming to a, to a, to its spring. Uh, sorry, to its autumn or winter time. So you know, going towards to the to the end. So it's important to focus on the most you know important things which count. So from fifty till seventy-five, you slowly, slowly withdraw, but also still have association with your wife. You know, but it's not anymore on the physical sexual level. But it's more on, uh, you know, like a friend or partner or, you know, like like a good friend, associate or whatever, because 
maybe you may you may still depend on so on each other you know from the practical terms and stuff like that and then let's say if you are 75 and still healthy from 75 till your 100 years you should also um actually withdraw from the association of your of your partner and completely focus on your own self on your own soul on your uh on self-realization the same goes for the women the same same duty um so you see uh out of the 100 years only 25 years are somehow connected to sexual activity and family life or you know interaction with the opposite sex only one fourth uh, the other three fourths are actually in a state of celibacy or brahmacharya so you see how important it was um, in that time i'm not quite sure you know there are also so many ex uh, exceptions okay so this is what i have described i told you before that the artists are maybe 80 90 95 percent of the people would go this path right there were also others who as I said, you know, after, uh, upon reaching approximately the age of 25, one could make a decision, right? Should I, do I go for the family life for whatever reasons? Um, or I don't go and I remain a brahmacharya celibate till the end of my life. So basically one had these two options. And um, yeah, so there were a small percentage of people who would live a monk life all their life, you know, and just focus on on um, the spiritual aspect aspect of the life and just you know dedicating all their energy for uh, for this purpose. Okay, so this is um, shedding some light on Brahmacharya from from its historical and uh, so sociological points of view. Um. And also mentioning some reasons why would why would one do that? Okay, so at that time, yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear why would one do that. Yeah, it was part of the sociological societal uh, structure, and uh, the society was supportive of this kind of lifestyle, so it was quite easy, right? Um, the question is in modern times, why would one do that? Okay. Why would one be, be a celibate? Brahmacharya, uh, as I have explained, no s s sexual activity at all. Why? Well, because sexual activity or intimate interaction with the opposite sex depletes a lot of energy. Physical, emotional, and uh, psychological. So... In the old ancient times of India, it was, you know, common acknowledged uh, like fact that the purpose of life is actually spiritual revelation, self-realization. So the main purpose of Brahmacharya was to fulfill that purpose. You know, it was supportive conduct, right, for a higher cause. But it doesn't need to be this high cause or it can be any other cause in your life which you you know which you um view as, as a very important thing to achieve which has a lot of value for your life anything 
for any purpose one wants to achieve uh, one needs all the energy you know to, to be successful be it on the physio uh, phys physiological psychological emotional or even spiritual level and yeah so the preservation of all these energy is very important um so this is why would one do that the other question is how would one do that how would one practice brahmacharya in modern times um or how long yeah that's the better question how long would one do that well i believe the modern no feppers and uh, people on cement retention I guess I believe uh, majority of them. I have to stand up. Sorry, I have some back pain. There may be some noise now lifting my table. Um, we do it because of yeah, you know, we need some breakthrough. I mean, this this fapping and all this, you know, thing was destroying us so much, and you know stealing from us so much energy that we need to you know to take a break from this and you know make some breakthrough in life it's just gonna can't go like this so we maybe you know we do it out of motivation of you know like being fed up you know with this and suffering depressions and all this stuff so we want a positive change basically right and we don't plan if we want to do it for the whole life or whatever you know we just we just start, embark on this journey, and let's see, maybe, you know, like, we go for some months, some years, and then we see, you know, very very positive transformation of our personality, and then maybe someone comes in our life, you know, uh, you know, sharing the same vibes, and then maybe we start a relationship or even a family or whatever. So, yeah, everyone has to decide for oneself how long to do that, you know, uh, brahmacharya, the conduct of celibacy. Um, so I leave it on that. <laughs> decide for yourself uh, how long period is necessary and even favorable for your life. Now, another question is, um, so how? How to do? Brahmacharya, according to this old yogic tradition. Um, before I said no sexual activity at all, and this means no uh, physical sexual activity, but not even mental uh, sexual activity. So there, there are like two stages of, of celibacy or Brahmacharya. The most, the first and very most important is no physical sexual activity, right? And this is like also, like what what nofab stresses so much. Um, there are these different modes, you know, like the monk mode, hard mode, or less, or whatever. But according to Brahmacharya, the no physical activity means uh, no sex, no masturbation, right? And um, this is actually the more easier one than the second one. The second one is no mental indulgence in sexual activity so it means no imagination at all and this is this is quite difficult and may, may take many time and many years and you know 
a lot of practice to actually achieve that state. So um, Brahmacharya, Brahmacharya is also a certain form of freedom, right? And it can be, one can only speak truly about freedom when, when the mind is free. So the goal should be no sexual activity in the mind at all. But this is, as I said, quite difficult. So the, the very first step is, of course, no physical um, sexual activity. And with time and with certain practice, the second one will automatically follow. So... Um, Let me check the notes. Um, so, how to, how was, how how does one goes about it, right? Like the the transition. Okay, you know, just doing like hardcore, you know, physical restrainment from sexual activity is is not a science. Like you know, like. You just don't touch your dick and you you don't do sex and that's it basically right it's like um it's, it's how you can you can basically in simple terms that's how you ensure that you don't you don't relapse right like um if you don't touch your dick or if you if you don't do any sex then there's no chance of you um consciously um losing the, the vital energy or semen. So how to achieve the transition from the physical to mental brahmacharya or celibacy? Um, well, of course, no, obviously no um, visual stimulation of any kind so uh, you have to very take care very uh, take care of your look online or offline i mean digital or analog in uh, in the internet or on on the television or in the real life and um And you have to be very careful also in your dealings with the opposite sex, if you are a man, so in, in the dealings with the women. It's very tricky um, because, you know, the opposite sex poses us so many allurements and so many, you know, hypnotizing um, things which can, you know, which can make our mind waver and, you know, start wandering and, you know, in this imaginary world, even if it's not so gross, even if it's just subtle, you know. Um, but I will leave it at that in this episode. I think this is topic on its own. <laughs> so on, on, you know, in practicing Brahmacharya, what should be your dealings with the women? And um, there are so many gross and more subtle aspects of this. Um, and I think it deserves its own episode. So uh, thank you very much for Staying in tune with me um, up to the end of this episode. I hope uh, you could get the idea of what Brahmacharya means, where it comes from, um, how it is practiced, basically, and um, yeah, see or hear you in the other some other episode. Om Namaha Nityanandaya.